0: Welcome to episode 17 where today we are going to be talking about gratitude and I'm going to be talking about why I'm so grateful for everything that I've got in my life and I'm going to show you how you can cultivate the gratitude so that you can enjoy gratitude in your life and you can be more grateful for everything that you have and see the benefits. Enjoy. G'day folks, welcome to the Crashing Into Potential podcast. In this podcast, we're going to be talking about resilience. That is getting back up after you have been knocked down. My name is Scott B. Harris and I'm the author of the book, Crashing Into Potential, Living With My Injured Brain. It's a memoir that I have written and published that outlines my story of resilience after a major motorbike accident that nearly took my life. This podcast is designed to take What's inside of me and bring it out so that you can feel motivated to crash into your own potential brace yourself because the podcast is about to start today is all about gratitude so first off i want to show my gratitude for you taking the time out of your day to listen to what i have to say you know time is the most precious resource that we can never get back so for you to take the time out of your day to listen to me and what I have to say shows that I have something to offer people and that I'm truly grateful for so why gratitude gratitude is a very powerful emotion it's something that I try to practice as much as I can on a on a daily basis and that isn't necessarily writing down things that I'm grateful for but it's feeling grateful for everything that I still have in my life today because I know that things could have been so much different. Now this isn't something that I practice 100% of the time every single day but it is just a feeling that I've got in my life. So why am I grateful and what do I have to be grateful for? Well, as I mentioned uh, in in the first episode, on the day of the accident, there were a few strokes of luck uh, that came my way, and the first stroke of luck was that I was knocked out instantly. That meant that I didn't stand up and move around, and I didn't jeopardize, jeopardize my spinal cord, which is extremely important because this spinal cord basically 't well it does control all of the movement in our body. so if I had have gotten up and tried to walk around I quite easily could have jeopardized uh, the uh, and done a lot more damage to my spinal cord. Uh, so that that was the first stroke of luck second stroke of luck was the air ambulance you know they, they were on their way to another another site and they got the call and they turned around and came and attended attended me if that had' been five minutes later, they would have arrived at their scene, have extracted the other people back to the hospital and then made their way back to me. That could have been half an hour 45 minutes later, and who knows what state I could have been in 45 minutes after after they arrived. So that was the second stroke of luck. The third stroke of luck was my arm injury has happened to my right arm, which is my 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 non-dominant well is my my dominant arm when I'm playing sports, but my dominant hand is my left hand and I use that for writing, I use it for cutting. Yes, I use those left-handed scissors, I'm one of those guys. And basically everything that I that I that I want to do with my hand I'm using with my left hand. But my injury happened to my right arm, so I can still do all those things. And I use my right arm for uh, all the sports. So when I played, you know, when I used to play tennis, when I used to play football, uh, I would use my, the right side of my body. Uh, but so that that was the, that was the third stroke of luck, and the the fourth stroke of luck was that there was uh, was TAC. You know, there was five of us riding our motorbikes uh, on the day of the accident. There was only two people that had their motorbikes registered. And that was myself and the other guy that was in the accident with me. Why is that important? That is important because TAC have been my lifeline. They have covered me from the moment I had the accident until the age, I think it's until the age of of 60, 60 years old. They will cover every single thing in my life that has been affected by the accident. From the moment they picked me up from the scene and flew me back to the hospital, that was paid for. When I got to the hospital, all of the operations and all of the nursing staff and the the bed that I slept in while I lay there in a coma in, uh, that was all covered. Uh, then, Then when I went to rehab, all of the therapy was all covered. Uh, and that was for 6 months as an inpatient just for, as an inpatient that was 25 hours a week of therapy for 6 months then the bed fees in the in the in the rehab now the bed fees were $900 per night that is just to stay in a bed that is that's that's a very good hotel right there and i had i had very good service there i had two people waiting waiting on me hand and foot it was perfect. Then there was all of the operations that I've had. I mean, I've had six operations on my arm. Every operation has cost somewhere in the realms of you know ten to fifteen to twenty thousand dollars per per operation, and that's just on my arm. Then I've got all of my facial operations. I had my facial reconstruction that I had, the operations that they've that they've done to secure my neck, and the list goes on of of things that they have paid for. Also, another good one to point out is that because I only have the use of one hand now, I cannot be an electrician anymore. I was a, an apprentice electrician prior to my accident, and I can't be an electrician anymore. So they have compensated me for that. So that's just a few things that on the day I was grateful for. Now, it's quite easy for me to look at all of the misery in my life and, and get down about it. As I mentioned earlier, my arm. Yeah, I only have one working arm i have a right arm brachial plexus injury now brachial plexus is the net of nerves that cover your arm Uh, you have five five nerves that cover your arm and i have severed three of those nerves so basically any two-handed sport that i ever played as a kid is out of the question i can't be an electrician anymore so there's there goes that occupation uh, any hospitality jobs I cannot do I could not be a uh, I couldn't be a waiter I couldn't be a chef uh because I can't obviously I can't hold uh hold two things in my hand at once you know so there's a lot of things that I don't have in my life but I do have the use of my hand which is great because there are so many people with my brachial plexus injury that don't have the use of their of their hand that is, that is so incredibly lucky because that means I can hold things. So I can hold some shopping bags when I'm carrying them. I can hold a door. Um, I can open a door while I'm, while, I'm, while I'm holding something. I can tie up my shoelaces very slowly. I've got paralysis down the right side of my body uh, from the brain damage. And that means that my right leg does not work all that well. So, any sports that use your legs, like say football, I can't do. So, I can't go to the park and kick the footy. I can't run around a tennis court and play tennis. I can't run around a soccer field and play soccer. I can't do many things because of my leg. But I do have the use of my other leg. So, that means that I am 100% independent, 100% of the time. So, I'm not relying on anyone or anything to get me from A to B. Which means that I can do things like I've mentioned, uh, like I talk about in my book, travel the world. I can travel the world by myself because I'm not relying on anyone. My brain damage means that literally just thinking, sitting there and having a good old think is harder for me and a bit more challenging for me than most people. This means that I get confused very easily. I get fatigued uh, very easily. Things take me a lot longer to get out of my head, um, and I um, um you can basically when you're talking to me and I'm trying to get out what I'm trying to th- what I'm thinking of, you can see the cogs turning in my head, and for me uh, it's pretty frustrating. But for people that are trying to speak to me, this is excruciating sometimes. So the cognitive dysfunction um, that I have, that I struggle with, has gotten so much better from the day I had the accident until you know until now. Things have gotten a lot better, but I still suffer from cognitive dysfunction. And cognitive dysfunction means that all my planning, organising, and all my executive functioning skills they struggle now there's a there's an exercise that you can do at home um, while you're listening to this press pause and try it on yourself to show you what cognitive dysfunction feels like and how it feels to struggle to think you can try this exercise so if I was to say to you couldn't you imagine running 100 meter sprint in nine seconds flat you could imagine how hard that would be but if I was to say to you can you imagine What it would be like if you found thinking hard. You would probably struggle to understand what it would be like. So this exercise is really good for that. So I want you to think of uh, a story about going down the street. The story might go something like this. This morning I got up and I went to the kitchen and I wanted to make myself some breakfast. I tried to make my breakfast, but I realised I didn't have any bread, and I really wanted toast. So I had to go down the street to buy a loaf of bread. I got in my car, and I drove down the street to get the loaf of bread, and I get there, and... Because of COVID, the shops are closed. I was disappointed, so I got in the car, and I went back home without a loaf of bread. It's a very simple story and hopefully you're going to be a little more creative uh, than, than, than I was and you're going to tell an awesome story. Now, the only rule that you have to abide by here is that you cannot use any words that contain the letter E. Try that on for size. So that is what cognitive dysfunction feels like. So back to my point about being grateful. Why am I so grateful for that? Well, I'm grateful because the brain damage that I sustained still allows me to get onto a podcast and articulate my thoughts. Yeah, my, my articulation is a little bit slower than most people, and it might be a little bit more tricky for me to get out the things that I want to get out, and I might have to record this podcast multiple times and cut it up multiple times so that you do not get all of the ums and ahs that I, that I have. But there are so many people that are in my position that would not be able to articulate their thoughts and articulate their emotions like I can. So, for that, I am grateful. Now, let's take a step back and understand what gratitude actually is. Gratitude is a quality from within of being thankful. So, looking at what we have rather than being thankful for that rather than what we don't have and being unthankful and ungrateful for that we can also show gratitude for the people around us and the things that people might do for us be thankful for the time and the energy that people put in towards us so being grateful and i mean truly being grateful is a feeling from within you know it's not about sitting down and writing down 10 things that you think you're grateful for it's about a feeling that 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 comes from within Now, a gratitude journal, which is writing down 10 things that you're grateful for, is a tool that we can use to cultivate the gratitude in our lives, and enough cultivation of the gratitude in our lives, and you will start to become grateful. We need to condition our brains to look at the glass half full, rather than the glass half empty in every situation. Our brains just aren't generally conditioned to look at life like this. So we need to do this manually. And to do this, you can do things like write down in a gratitude journal. That is writing down a few things each day that you are grateful for. And I don't mean write down something you think you should be grateful for. I mean actually something that you truly feel that you are happy about and that you are thankful for in your life. Another way is next time somebody goes out of their way to help you out, Or goes out of their way to make your life easier thank them and show your appreciation towards them somebody is a lot more likely to do something for you next time if you showed your appreciation towards them the first time another way is to use your pleases and thank yous it's so easy in life to get caught up and your mind could be a million miles away from the thing that you're doing and you just simply forget to say please and you forget to say thank you for your appreciation of of, of the things that people do for you. But it's really important to try your hardest to remember every single time somebody does something for you or you ask somebody something to use a, a please and a thank you. They're called manners and we should all have them. So the question is, why do you need gratitude in your life, and why is gratitude so important? Well, number one, grat- you're never gonna, you're not gonna believe this. Gratitude and being thankful is completely free. You don't have to pay zip for it. You don't have to pay a cent just to feel grateful. You don't do not have to pay a cent. Secondly. In positive psychology research, uh, it has been strongly and consistently associated with a greater happiness. Studies show that not only do people feel the psychological benefits, but they also feel benefits physically and socially when they practice gratitude. So physically, they have a stronger immune system. They are bothered less by aches and pains. They have lower blood blood pressure. Uh, they exercise more and they take better care of their health psychologically they have a higher level of positive emotions so they have more positive emotions in their day-to-day activities and they're more alert more alive and they're more awake than people that don't practice gratitude they experience more joy and pleasure in the things that they do in life and they have more optimism and more happiness in their life and the social benefits of gratitude uh, that they they're they're more helpful people they're more generous they're more compassionate they're more forgiving they're more outgoing than people who don't practice gratitude people that practice gratitude feel less lonely and less isolated than people who don't practice gratitude so that's gratitude and i really really encourage you to incorporate this into your life uh as much as possible and I'm not you know it doesn't have to be every single day uh, sorry 100% of the time every single day just feel uh, just walk around feeling grateful for absolutely everything you have but it's practicing it as much as you can and you are going to have a much more positive outlook in life then that just about does it for the day today I guess the takeaway from today is yeah we might be we might be stuck in this COVID situation which is absolutely excruciating for some people. Uh, I know definitely in my life it's it's starting to really, really wear me down. But we really have to step back and, and think about all the things that we have in life that we are still, you know, that we, the, 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 that we have to be grateful for. Uh, and this really sort of, uh, this really... Brings us back in line, brings us back into reality, snaps us back into reality, I guess. And that's uh, that's really all that I have to 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 say about this uh, about this topic. Till next week, take it easy and make it a goal of yours to pay it forward. Do something kind for somebody else that will make their life a whole lot better. Until next week, take it easy, see you later, I'm out, adios. So that's it for today, if you liked what you heard, hit the subscribe button so you do not miss an episode, better still, hit the subscribe button and leave a review. See you in the next episode.